1: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: No, I think we should start with uh, the heat, uh, personally, because I was trying to remember. I know I played you once when it was super hot, but uh, generally, uh, to me, watching these guys playing this heat, it sort of makes me feel happy that I'm not playing anymore. Do you feel the same way or do you feel like, wow, I'd love to be out there?
1: Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) It's (laughs) much cooler in the country booth than it is on the court. But are they whining more than back in the day? I find the heat is a bigger factor nowadays. And they have the cold towels and they have the shades and they have the umbrellas and the heat break. When we played, we didn't have all that.
2: Yeah, they also, uh, Novak uh, went off a, after the second set, changed his clothes. That was about 10 minutes. Right. He called the doctor a couple games into the third set on a changeover, left the court again. So he was definitely pacing himself. If by some chance it went to a fourth set, he'd have another break. So uh, I guess they what
1: you're saying is they're coddling the players they're too you, much. Yeah, uh, they're using the Question rules, mark. Right? Let's, let's talk about that. I mean, in nowadays it was as hot. Sure. Similar yeah. weather conditions, and yet we didn't have that many, how t- what should I say, outside help to feel more comfortable?
0: I guess you have to look at it and say, is the level of tennis higher because of the help they, they get from the trainers? Whereas we play through injury, mm-hmm. you didn't get the trainer. Maybe the level, uh, it's hard for us because we tried as hard as we could, yeah. so we thought that level was high, but maybe it's helping the level, players to stay up there. They're also grown up with it. I mean, you grow up with having the trainer come in and massage my knee a little bit. I mean, why not?
2: Exactly. I mean, they, you got to take advantage of every
0: role there, right? Yeah. And no, I'm Not there. that I ever do did I do, But that, does but it, but interesting um. thing, does it help? Yeah. Does the 10-minute break after three sets in the men, does that do anything for the player?
1: I think to get out of the shade, uh, out of the sunshine maybe. You know, the the match before, a couple of days ago, they went to the... Uh, the the cold bath, you know, they they, they jump. I think that can refresh a lot. How uh, about the poor uh,
0: guy on court seventeen? What? I was just
2: going go to go. I mean, there are different rules. That's why you want to be better. Yeah. See, there's another reason. There's a reason. You know, you, you uh, get a favorable treatment. There's yeah, no question. Yeah, but
1: is that fine? I mean, we have all these rule changes, which I'm forward. Some of it is actually better for the game. But then it, they don't apply to all players. Mm, sure. Players oh. on Ash and Armstrong have a huge disadvantage in every shape and form than a core player in two seventeen. B- another
0: interesting question. We see the best players in the world are still the ones that are uh, that handle the heat the best, it seems. What, what is it about that? What, what I'm trying to say, well, I think the best players are the best because they're the smartest. They have most variety variety in the game. If they have to, they can do certain things. If you had to play from the baseline, Boris, all the time you could. John, same thing. Stefan Edberg, same thing. You chose not to necessarily. And then you can deal with the heat because you can shorten the points in an intelligent way rather than just out of desperation.
2: I think it's more physical than ever. The ball is being struck harder. You have to make more explosive moves more often. I mean, I was going to say generally the points are longer, but I'm not sure that's the, that's the case anymore because the average rallies about five shots. So in, in some ways, it's it's difficult to know where it's headed. I think they've done this. I mean, remember when Matsuoka cramped? I think it was yeah. the early 90s, yeah. and it was pain it was painful to even watch, much mm-hmm. less what he was going through. So that rule chain was made for a good reason. But sure. now, of course, when you make rules, uh, it's it, they're going to end up being abused. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, you asked whether the 10-minute break made a difference. Yeah, I think it makes a difference. I think when they've gone off at the end of sets for bathroom breaks, that could change the momentum, change their clothes. I mean, there's a lot more opportunity to do that, I think, mm-hmm. than there is in the past, and that makes it a little more complicated. But as far as what you said, I mean, what are the best players? That They seem to handle the heat better. I mean, they're they're better players. They have more options to go to. But – if I had to pick one guy that was most affected, I would go with Novak, who seems mm. to you know, be – he doesn't have any extra weight, obviously. Right. Not that these guys have a whole lot. But it seems like Nadal energizes in the heat. Roger apparently for years trained in Dubai a lot in the heat. Um, but to me, Novak's the one that's most vulnerable in mm. these conditions. He's the, the best one to me on, on this surface uh, when they're all playing their best. Mm. But when it's like this, I would say that he drops down a little.
0: Yeah, I agree. What do you guys think of the shot clock? Serve clock, sorry, we're not talking basketball. Serve clock, 25 seconds.
1: I I like it. I'm a big fan. I mean, I was just watching the the Novak match, and then obviously yesterday, the Rafa match, and once they crossed the 30 seconds, within 25 seconds, the umpire immediately said time violation. There was no arguments. They accepted it, point taken, on to the next one. I think that's a great addition talking about changing the rule to make the game better. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you want to make the game a yeah. little quicker, but I mean, there's still some gray areas there because it, first the guy, the umpire calls a the score, then he writes it on his piece of paper, then he starts the clock. So it's not really a 25-second cut, It's more like a 30-35 second. Right. And what happens when the guy throws up a ball and catches it? They stop the clock. So you could go down and to 3-2 or 1 and then catch it, and then they don't seem to know what to do. Shouldn't it be, look, you catch the ball, bad luck. Uh, right, right. So that's they, they don't do it uh, when they're at the end of uh, between first and second serve. Shouldn't there be, to me, 10 or 15 seconds only between first and second? They don't turn on a clock then. So I guess they've made the first step, and nice I think point. that that's good overall, but they've got to keep working at it. Yeah, I absolutely. mean,
1: I remember the semifinal at Wimbledon this year with Novak and Rafa. And Novak was bouncing the ball 28 times. Sometimes. I mean, you, you, as a commentator, you will not crazy. Mm. think you were the player or the spectator. And Rafa takes a long time as well. So I think that is the first step in the right direction, just to make the game, make everybody more aware that there are a certain amount of seconds available until you got to serve.
2: What reminds me, uh, you just mentioned Wimbledon, and that in incredible match that followed that Isner-Anderson match. that so went 26-24. And then I thought, OK, please, now, especially in the heat like here and you have an and the physicality, the French playing on clay, when are they going to all decide to have a tiebreaker in the fifth set, six all in the fifth? I don't even agree with the nine all, 12 all. I mean, that would be, I suppose, a step in the right direction. But having these guys laid it out long enough that it should be a tiebreaker in all four
1: of them? Absolutely. I, I would – I'm um, in favor of a, a – a tie break not necessarily at 6 all on grass you know it, it sometimes it goes fast but the latest at 12 all <laughs> you know that that mean you don't want to see another 2624 or um, uh, who is now 7668 that's the the least thing we need so but a tiebreaker venture i think here at, at six hall at the french it's open yeah. it's open play in paris yeah no f- yeah. No, no um
0: no tiebreakers tie in three of the four yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah. i think that <laughs>
1: is that is a problem
0: there should be one because isn't there And Anderson. I mean, eventually, you're not even watching certain games if you at least knew there was a tiebreaker that's going to end this match at 12 all. I don't mind watching it, but I'm watching. I was watching it live, and I'm like, am I going to sit there till till 12 or 20 or 30? So I lose focus on it, but at least put one. But I actually agree. I think it's time. Six all. Take it away.
2: When a fan yells out at like 17 (laughs) all in the fifth, somebody win. That's when you know a change needs to be made. And also it affected the final, because Anderson didn't have yeah. much left in the final. It affected the match that was played between Nadal and Djokovic, because to me, I mean, it was a great match, but they played three sets and then they had to stop, because there's another rule that you can't play past, at the All England Club, past 11, mm. because yeah. the town wants it shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hold, on, hold on,
1: I live in Woblin, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm... So bes- you understand I'm you, need, you needed to get your rule, beauty yes, sleep. Yes. But
2: to me... I think uh, Nadal would have won that had they played all five, you know, that best of five all in one night. Now, they came back and two, you know, two sets were played and it was an incredible match and we were happy to see it, but it affected the outcome of a couple of matches down the road. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's no
1: good for nobody, even for Anderson, because he can't play the next day. Right. It affects the audience, it affects the spectator, it affects everybody involved, including the winner. Who should be looking forward to the final, but it's humanly impossible after playing for so long, even with a day's rest, that you're in some sort of decent shape to play one. Well, he happens. beat
2: Fe- he beat Federer, and what was that? Well, uh, four was, and a half. Yeah. Uh, that was late in the fifth. Yeah. So and then he had to go beat Isner. So I mean, yeah. uh, you got to think of it's it's like when you hit a shot, you think, okay, I'm going to hit a shot in a certain area, but I'm going to I got to figure out where the other guy's going to hit the next one. Mm. You got to think ahead. It's like a chess match, and you got to. We got to try to help these players so that when it really matters, when hopefully the audience is at its biggest, you know, they're going to be able to play their best.
1: Absolutely. So you're all in favor for a tiebreaker in the deciding set. We Uh, wouldn't agree at six or nine or 12, but definitely a tiebreaker. Definitely. Definitely Definitely. a
0: tiebreaker for sure. An interesting story uh, has with Nick Curious here, because that's gotten the most media attention when he got coached or whatever he did by the, by umpire. the chair umpire <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 obviously that tells you that do we need more personalities characters in the game did the umpire do the right thing that's besides the point what i hear that what defines a personality though that's cuz nick Cures is a personality but he's not he's a quitter he doesn't try all the time so John is a perfect well. He's both. He's
2: both. You know, he is a personality. He brings sure. some interest to it. Unfortunately, he's fi- he's he's got this fear of failure. I, right. I believe, and he's 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 too afraid to go out there and give it his best shot, and that he'll be thought of in less of a fashion. I completely disagree with his his thought process because mm. to me, you get a lot more respect in a locker room if you go out and give it your best effort, and generally almost every, not even generally, almost every time, some good will happen from that down mm-hmm. the road if you're able to go out and consistently give your best effort. And it's becoming, you know, I, I, I dare I say, it's even becoming embarrassing to him that he yeah. he can't even go out and com- give his best at the U.S. Open.
1: I mean, I, I like the guy. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. like off him the too. court, he's funny, he's witty, but I'm getting a little bit tired talking about the tennis player and the curious. I want to see him win. Mm, sure. He has it, he should grow up faster, the next generation, the so two E three younger, is starting to overtake him. I want to see mm-hmm. him create stories because he wins Wimbledon or because he has an unbelievable five-set match at the U.S. Open, not because an umpire had to help him overcome a terrible moment. Just, right. Think, right.
2: just think of that for a second. Now, I've had my fair share of problems with umpires, but it got so bad so embarrassing you know the effort he was giving that an umpire of <laughs> all people got down off the chair uh, and went to yeah, him on the yeah, changeover in the his point. chair and said hey man what's are you okay what's going on yeah. here hey you know I've seen you do yeah, better than this yeah, you know yeah. I've seen you play better encouraging this guy I actually I sort of admire i I, I i was really happy the guy did that, in
0: a way. I agree. I mean, I, and,
2: and I don't think he should be banished. Like, he's been yeah. on court 34 or whatever he's been thrown in the junior matches. He should be rewarded for actually, they were so desperate yeah. that he felt the need yeah. to do this. This is unbelievable. One, that he did it, and two, that I'm defending an umpire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, he should and, have had and, and
1: three, that he coached, and curious to come back and win that match <laughs> after being down a set and a break, in yeah. a way.
0: I think the only mistake he did was to go down to Nick because the look of the umpire sitting in this chair and Nick looking up at the umpire, and then he can talk down to him and say, I really like you, Nick. He can say whatever he wants, but the picture, the vision we have is the umpire on his knees, basically yeah begging nick (laughs) to do it but anyway that's not the personality people people confuse that a personality is for example john you're an uh, obvious personality john's a different kind of personality uh in in the world but the personality is the one that gives a hundred percent and we talk about oh they're not personalities anymore yes they are but they gotta give a hundred percent then you can do whatever you want that's Mm -hmm. why to me simona halep is I don't agree with the way she behaves sometimes, but she's becoming a personality because she cares. And I think that's what we're missing, is we want to see the players care. And they can break rackets, I don't care. But the Nick Curious personality, I'm not looking forward to because I think it's, it's too good a game. And it's bringing it down a little bit. If he was trying and winning, love it that he hits balls between his legs and he's funny with the crowd and all that. But that the, the ingredient is is trying your best and then add the personality.
1: Is that the problem with the young generation? Seems is, to be. Is it, is it one of a few that have the talent, but something is missing that we would call you know, fight a spirit or play until the end or, or you know, let, let it all hang out on the court. That's, I find, with some of the younger players missing. They all have great shots and power. They're tall. On good days, they're unbeatable. But on bad days, they are terrible. Oh,
2: I think that's part of why you see these top three dominate so yeah. much because they know what it takes. They've been there. They've done that. They've continued to do it. They've learned from you know their past matches, their years on the tour, and they're taking advantage of these guys. And you'll, uh, I hope you see a couple of these young, you mentioned some of the young bucks, you know, like a shop of He's got some energy and personality. Dimonor, you know, mm-hmm. a little guy, but you talk about a guy that plays with some fire and, you know, goes out and competes. Those are admirable qualities. pass, same thing. pass. you know, these guys are going to be top players. Hachinov, you know, made a name for himself, yeah. a bigger name for himself. Mm-hmm. Could be an incredible player. And you, you hit it the nail on the head these players are passing Kyrios by. Yeah. I don't know if he's capable at this point. He's only 23. I hope and pray that he does. You know, I was I coaching him at Laver Cup, this new event that's sort of like the Ryder Cup. And he's he's a, he's a great guy. And he's actually a great team guy. And he inspired some of his teammates. And he played great. And he made it a more exciting event. And he's, he's the type of person that can do well in those situations, but when he gets out there by himself, boy, he just falls falls apart, falls to pieces.
1: Give me a remedy for Sasha Zverev. We haven't mentioned him. He's only 21 years old. He's been playing world-class at the Masters Series at the regular tour, but something is lacking in the Grand Slam. What is your opinion? Well, I
2: know that you were pretty close to that situation, being involved with the Federation, and I I believe that there was discussion about you guys working together, which which I thought could be helpful. Now he's got Ivan Lendl. You can see it doesn't happen overnight. So far, to me, I mean, what it boils down to, one is he's choked in the big uh, uh, yeah. situations, the, the slams. And I think he questions himself, like, physically, his movement, not the same as some of these younger guys, the top guys, and, and and also how long he can last, and you know, and best of five, and that's gotten in his head, and because of that, he gets sort of in a shell a little bit, and he just to me, I, I I'm trying to remember a, a great match that he's played in the slam. So there hasn't nope. been that many first class matches, big wins that he's had. So that I'd be a little bit worried if I was in the Zverev camp at the moment. I still think it will happen. Because, you know, these guys that are out there now, Novak and Rafa and Roger, they're not going to be there forever. And so that door is opening for these young guys. You could see they're all trying to make the Mm. breakthrough, but they couldn't do it here. You keep waiting. Who's going to beat these top guys?
0: I think he got – I think he got – he was on his – when he was going up, 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 and then he hired Juan Carlos Ferrero, who's obviously a great coach but i'm i believe that when you're a young player you're on your own path and at least happened to me and i'm i'm going to listen to my coach but not necessarily that much when it comes to tactics i'm playing you And I'm not going to... I'm going to feel my way. And I think you have to make your mistakes to learn from them. You have to make them yourself. Mm -hmm. And he was on his way. He was playing well when he won Rome. uh, And um, last year, year he beat Federer in Canada. Federer was injured. But he was on his way. He was winning easily. Suddenly, there's another voice in there. Whether Ferrero is a good coach or not is irrelevant. It's not Ferrero. But to put somebody in there, another voice that he suddenly might be listening to, should I be listening to it, I think... There was no reason to bring in a Grand Slam champion as a coach. Now, it's a desperate move because he needs to do something right now because otherwise these guys you were talking about, John, they're going to pass him by. To me, Landau seems to be the perfect guy. It's not going to happen overnight, but I think he never found out what kind of tennis tactically he wants to play, is most effective, and he doesn't do it consistently enough. Because he goes from being a fa- aggressive to then falling mm. all the way I mean, back. Imagine, there's no imagination. There's no mm. feeling, his own feeling.
2: When he played Chorich last yeah. year here, it was yeah. like a junior match. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's pushing so badly, he's so uptight. So I think Mats is absolutely right. He's got to figure out what he does best, and he's got to assess it against each person he plays. Right. Sometimes it just seems like he's out He's out there, not doing a whole lot of mm. thinking. So I, I, I imagine that Lendl, who's obviously a guy that, you know, Every detail would be in place, I, I would suspect, is going to help him. Yeah.
1: So I was just going to say, so Lendl could be the guy that takes him over the hump in the grand slam. Could, be. could be. Because yeah. in the, obviously in the Masters series he's doing well. Yeah. I think so. God, but I have
2: to root for Lendl again to be successful <laughs> so I can <laughs> have Zverev you know, reach his potential. First, Murray never won it. He wins three. So he's, yeah. he set himself up nicely to be the coach. What, what do you think about the Davis Cup uh, changes?
1: First sure I was surprised that he got a majority. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that uh, one of the best football players in the last 10 years took over a tennis role yeah. um, uh, I imagine John McEnroe now talking to the UFA and the World Cup and, and bringing I do want to you know,
2: turn around the US uh, USA team in the World Cup I want to yeah because <laughs> we didn't even make it this year yeah
1: but just the fact that a, a football icon takes over yeah. such an important role in tennis. Uh, I don't know yet. I mean, I'm a big fan of Davis Cup. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of Davis Cup for this year. Uh, the atmosphere we had in Spain was unique. Uh, uh, Rafa was in his element. Great we played it in the Bull Ring. I mean, one of the best ties I've ever been part of. Unfortunately, we lost 3 2. So to take this away and play the Davis Cup at a neutral city would never be the same atmosphere. Right. Now, I understand uh, it's driven by money. I get that. But it's driven my money because the value is so high. Now, with this new format, potentially you going to bring the value down. So I'm, I'm very surprised that it happened, and I'm, I'm very you know, suspicious in a way that, that this has a future.
2: Well, I think it's ironic, I'll use that word, that it was after this labor Cup, which seemed very yeah. successful, and then the ATP announcing they're doing their own team thing before Australia. And then suddenly there's this drastic change when for 40 years... We've been asking for changes in the date. Now, I like the home-and-home home ties, too, but we used to play the finals uh, in December. Yep. And then they'd ask you to play six, eight weeks later, and it could be in the other side of the world, and that's you don't even get time to enjoy the accomplishment you just made winning the Davis Cup, and you already got playing. So they they could have had the two finalists have a bye. They could have done it every other year. They could have done so many things differently before having to resort to something as drastic. I'm surprised that they decided to try this. I mean, it seems like
0: a bit of a desperate move. I mean, it's too important for tennis. Imagine David Goffin. So David Goffin gets to the quarterfinals of the French Open. How many Belgians tune into that? I'm not sure. Belgium gets to a Davis Cup final semifinal. Every Belgian soccer fans, ice hockey fans, they're watching Belgium play tennis. I would not be sitting here if it wasn't for Davis Cup because that's what my dad watched. So I think if you lose the home and away, I think you lose the am- the interest, the amateur interest. A big part of tennis is gone because it's on national TV. Of course, I'm watching it. I, I only watch Wimbledon and Davis Cup because it's my country. So f- I think taking away the home and away in the beginning, good. But the semis and the finals, surely Belgium against Andy Murray's Scotland of Great Britain <laughs> has to be played in Scotland or in Belgium because it's huge for tennis. But once they go to Paris and play that...
2: Wait, 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 it's, but wait I'm not on home. Sure. So you've got to be
0: some home and away at the end, I believe. But,
2: but it, because the top players weren't supporting it. I mean, it's yep. been that way a long time. Murray picked and choose his spots, and, okay, they, but, they got to win. And, and Federer and, and uh, Vavrinko finally win for the first time in 100 years. Switzerland, neither one plays the next match defending.
0: But that's because they don't want to play the first, uh, first round. Well, no, because they, they
2: didn't want to play, period. So, so, they, 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 you don't think it was deliberate, so they wouldn't be, have to play maybe another four weeks. I mean, this, and there's been numerous occasions by numerous players where they chosen not to do it, and uh, you had to change something. I don't. Yeah, think but if you
0: if you imagine if Switzerland gets to the final, okay, and it's in Zurich, and then there is twenty five thousand people, Roger Federer would play the Davis Cup final. No, of course, he but he would do a, that. Well, but he doesn't want to qualify for three weeks to get to that
1: point. So, so we would agree that it needed some. Change. Oh, it needed some sure. improvement, but not change it so dramatically that it takes away the core of Davis Cup, which is home in a way matches throughout the, the, the whole year. I mean, you can argue about the length of the weekend, mm. put it two out of three, maybe over two days, but taking away a semifinal and final, yep. as you said, and have it in a week. They talk about Lille or Madrid next year. What happens if there's, if there's countries that are not France or Spain in a semifinal?
0: surely they're going to change the rules this is just a trial period yeah. for a few years wouldn't yeah. you think
2: uh, I, I mean i would think so I'm, uh, uh, <laughs> it, it sort of it <laughs> sort of depends big. on what happens with the other sure. events it's like la- events, yeah, yeah, it's like labor to Cup. me to me it's you know uh, uh, the, the bigger problem with tennis again is that The players and the powers that be aren't on the same page. Mm. You know, we have our Masters Series, which we have more in. We supposedly those are our events. Well, are they our events? Are they our events along with our partners, the tournament directors? Why are we in partnership with tournament directors? To me, that shouldn't be. Why aren't we partners in the Grand Slams, for example? Why aren't we involved in the decision-making process with all these uh, in, important issues? That mm. uh, and I believe they're doing what's best. I don't blame them in a way. They do what's best for the U.S. Open here, at the USDA, the All England Club does what's best for them. They, this is sort of like, oh, okay. This is just you know for the little countries. Yeah, it's a big deal for a little right. country like Belgium or you know when Switzerland's sure. never won, Argentina never won in a hundred years. Huge deal mm. that they. Uh, we're able to do it uh but but it, but it, and, and that's why we should keep it to a certain degree and then we could have these other events that could be different things I mean I I, I they there's no s- still all these mm. years 40 years I've been around the game and I still don't feel like we're able to sort of coexist and improve ourselves
1: yep. well there's no not one governing body There are two or three. The
2: self-appointed commissioner of tennis needs to become the appointed (laughs) commissioner of tennis. There are
1: three or three, uh, you know, federations, systems, organizations that run the game. That speaks for the popularity. That speaks for the importance of tennis. But it speaks also for the fact that because of that, it can't be probably organized for all Mm. interests. Okay.
0: Last thing we have to touch on, the rivalries. We're talking about rivalries. What defines a rivalry to you guys? Because Borg McEnroe is one of the most famous rivalries there is. How many times did you play in a Grand Slam? We only played
2: uh, in a Grand Slam. Oh, boy. Uh, I'd say uh, we played four times. That's nothing. Yeah. I would have loved uh, it. I wish he kept playing. It was his you fault know. because
0: he quit
1: at 25. He's, he, he's no, for, me, for me, a rival is, rivalry is when one against two in a Grand Slam final and it's hopefully multiple times. That's the match I'd like to see most. So, But there has
0: to be Djokovic 1, Murray 2. That rivalry is not as interesting, obviously, as Federer 1, Nadal 2. Do you know what I mean? What defines the contrast of styles? Well, contrast of, of styles, of behavior. making
2: each behavior, even their look. Yep. Uh, are they making each other better? Right. Which I think has been the case with Federer and Nadal. I think it's been the case with Djokovic and Nadal, to some extent. Djokovic, Federer. So to me, that's why Murray's like you know he. he I, I agree that the Murray Djokovic, which for a while seemed to be what was going to replace Federer and Nadal, didn't have the same level mm-hmm. of interest because that that's you know what they bring to the table, not just on a tennis court. It's what they sort of represent to the sport and. The way they play, the way they act, the way they look, that's mm. all that all adds up to something magical, you hope.
1: But I just regardless of the name, I always find proper rivalry is when one and two played each other in a women's final use, open hmm. file, you name it. That, yeah. for me, is what tennis is about. That happened a number of times with Rafa, with Rocha, with Novak, with Andy. who doesn't matter who's one and two, but it happened a multiple times. And I, I, that's why tennis is more popular now than it was 10 years ago. Now, hopefully in the future, that's the same. On the women's side, we have that problem. Think of Serena one day deciding to have another baby. Then there's a big void in the women's game, and I want to see one and two in in Grand Slam finals, mm-hmm. and I don't see it enough on the women's side. I sure. find that's why everybody's screaming Serena left, right, center. On the men, we're blessed with it. On the women's side, we're running out of it.
2: What rivalries are there in the women? I mean, it's Serena. Yeah,
1: Serena that's and Venus.
2: <laughs> well, but even there, you know, sure. that's, that's always been a difficult no, no. one. So, what what would you could or what do you point to in the last three, four, yeah. five years as well, a no,
1: great no, Well, you can say Hale Wozniaki for about a week. When Watch they it. had to show an open final. So yeah. that was good. Kerber. Kerber Serena,
0: I guess. Kerber Serena, little. You yeah, know. She's beaten her 22 finals. but
1: Yeah, but that is a problem. Yep. That is a problem for yep. women's game, and that's why the men's game is so so uh, successful. Um yeah. because obviously one and two for years and years playing each other on the biggest that's tournaments.
0: That's the big question to me. Is obviously Federer can't play for much longer. A few more years, maybe. Nadal, Novak, mm-hmm. they have a few more years. What's gonna replace them? Okay, it's not yeah. gonna be a new Federer. It. Is it rivalries that are going to replace? Is that what we're looking for? Is, and is that going to be, is tennis going to be as popular because of the rivalry between Shapovalov and Sitsipas? And,
2: and uh, do they all have to like each other? It seems <laughs> no, like, they don't uh, have so to much. like
0: each other, do they? It seems. Did you ever hug a well, guy after he beat you? <laughs> no. No,
1: no. Not even me, right? Not even me. Not no, even no. You. Especially you. Look, look it's <laughs> look, wrong I, with them. I think that is a very important question, Mats. Um, you thought after McEnroe Borg, yeah. it was impossible to replace it? Then you have a guy like Jimmy around, Jimmy Connors. Mm-hmm. Then you get then you have a guy like Lendl around. Then then you know, our generation comes, Mats, you and me, and if you... So I think, eventually, tennis takes care of yeah. itself, we just got to give it time. There isn't another Federer.
0: Basically, we don't need a superstar, we need good rivalries, exactly. obviously they're superstars, but yeah. we don't need a dominant player like Federer. We need
2: these, these young guys to step up and beat yeah. these guys, you know, too, which hasn't happened Yeah, at before all. they quit. Before yeah. they quit, when Absolutely. they're, you know, obviously still like Novak, you see he's got his game back, and you see Rafa still, he's when mm. he's held someone like it, somehow some way like a guy like team would yeah. beat him on at the Roland Garros so for sure that would be you know something I mean I was very impressed
1: with Karen Kutchen of the other night Rafa that was one of the best yeah. matches I've seen this year mm. the guy's 22 he comes from a very interesting country uh, and you know he has personality he has he has the spirit he has everything that Nick Kyrgios doesn't have right now absolutely mm. well put and to all a good night <laughs>
0: Good night. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too.